a big game is coming up on Saturday as Boston College plays against Florida State. We're going to be joined by Eric Hofsis to give you all the analysis, predictions, and previews about this game. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. This is our Florida State preview episode. And on Fridays, we are always joined by Eric Hofstis. Eric, how's it going? I am doing great. I'm headed to uh, my first BC game of the year tomorrow. So I'm amped up for that. Awesome. So we're going to get to see it up close and personal. You do a little tailgating? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. <laughs> awesome. All right. So Florida State, a team that is three and six or four and six, excuse me. Um, but they've had their ups and downs. What are your thoughts about the Seminoles so far this season? You know, they're interesting to me. I, I watched their first game of the year. I remember against Notre Dame um, and they they showed a lot of spunk in that game, almost beat the Irish. And one of my biggest takeaways, funny enough, was I was like, man, Jordan Travis kind of stinks at quarterback. Like if they had played. Mackenzie Milton the whole game um you know I, I think the game turns out differently and ironically the rest of the season did not go like that um it <laughs> it looks like um when Mackenzie Milton starts they're 0 and 4 and it looks like when Travis starts uh they're 4 and 2 so um I I don't know maybe maybe the team rallies around Travis I'm not quite sure what that's all about but like you, you said, like they're four and six, but um, you know, you look at their schedule and like, they're really only bad loss was that Jacksonville state one, obviously. Um, other than that, I mean, they've lost Notre Dame, Wake, Clemson, NC state. Like, so that's not like, it's not like they're, they're uh, losing to crappy teams here aside from Jacksonville state and, you know, Louisville's so, so whatever. Um, but, that I think this will. I, I think this was a game a couple of weeks ago. I thought, um, you know, might be a kind of an easier one for BC. Not a couple of weeks ago. How about early in September? <laughs> I thought this would be a easy win for BC later in the year. And now I'm looking at. It, I was like, wow, this is uh, another one of those fifty-fifty games. Yeah, and if you're a Boston College fan and you want to know a little bit more about Jordan Travis. Think back to the game two years ago, Adazio's last game uh, season at Boston College. I think it might have been his last home game too. Uh, Florida State. It was uh, Dennis Grossell, and it was the one th- that game that I think Boston College fans fell in love with Dennis Grossell because he was, you know, the defense was doing absolutely nothing, and Grossell kept, you know, hitting touchdown, a touchdown, a touchdown, and then it was, but it was Jordan Travis that really sealed the deal. I think he had like a forty-yard run to, to to ice it at the end of the game. Um, he really does present a challenge that I think it's going to be interesting with Dracovic back and hopefully the defense getting more time to rest in between drives and, and, you know, not being asked to do everything. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, the Eagles do against a mobile quarterback when they're not asked to be out there all the time. What are your thoughts about how things could look a little different for this defense? Yeah. For the BC defense, the, the, you know, I, I've seen the stats go up all week. Like it, it's funny. Like from all these 
BC coaching accounts. They seem to be flooding uh, Twitter with the past defense stats. Um, I don't, I don't know if this is like a, a, a thought out plan by them or what, but it is interesting. They're all been tweeting it out all week. Hey, BC past defense has been great. They've been really good. albeit against some mediocre quarterbacks, but the stats don't lie. The rushing defense, on the other hand, um, it has me a little bit nervous. While BC is kind of in the middle of the pack in the ACC, I don't, I don't feel like they've done a good job on rush defense when they go up against some of the better rushing offenses in the ACC, whether it was Syracuse, uh, Louisville, even Georgia Tech last week. Uh, they, they struggled with the rush defense. So that concerns me um, in this game against Florida State. Um, Florida State, you know, fourth in the ACC, rushing yards per attempt, um, fifth in rushing yards per game. So they're, they're a good rushing offense. And, and honestly, that's one of the things um, – BC defense has not been able to consistently do well this year. I feel like. Yeah. And I think, I think what we're going to have to see is like, how are they going to be able to take away some of those, those edge rushes? I think, you know, Halfley talked about it on his press conference yesterday that, you know, one of the George tech guys who was at a Florida state press conference, I don't know why he was there, but was asking about his thoughts on Jameer Gibbs. And he said, you know, we tried when he got to the edge, we had specific defenses meant to bottle him up if he tried to hit the edge and they still couldn't stop him. Now, hopefully that was just a Jameer Gibbs issue, but we've seen it happen quite a bit now where, you know, those guys get the speedier guys get to the outside of BC's defense and they cause problems. Um, I, I, I think this is going to be a, a big, uh, we'll talk bets later, but this seems like an easy over game to me, um, a game to pick the over on. Um, let's talk about the offense. Cause I think that's going to be the more fun um, matchup. Jakovic is playing out of his mind, Eric. I want to, you know, I've talked about Jakovic, but you know, one of my bosses said, play the hits. What were your thoughts about Jakovic's performance on uh, Saturday? Yeah, that was that was epic. Uh, there's not much you can say about it besides that. I've seen some things float around trip uh, around Twitter, and I forgot who posted it. But but one of those analytics uh, Twitter accounts that kind of puts all the quarterback performances in a graph, yeah. Um, so you can kind of visually see, and like Jakovic's score was like off the charts, like one of the best. It might have been the best performance of the year. I don't quite remember, but any event, it was the one of the highest. Yeah, that was that that was epic. And and without that performance by Dracovic, um, and and probably some kind of lucky things that happened in the red zone with Georgia Tech self-destructing, um, the combination of those two, um, BC would probably be sitting at five and five right now, and this would be like a really must-win game uh, for the bowl. But uh, yeah, it was. It was one, it was one you you'll remember, and um, yeah, of course, in, in typical BC fan fashion, and I'm not bashing the fan base because I kind of thought the same thing, and it's kind of like I feel like it's a thing like New Englanders do too. Instead of like soaking in and enjoying it, I see a lot of people like, "Oh, great, here we go, they're gonna win out with Jakovic, and he's gonna go to the NFL, and <laughs> we'll have this eight and four season, and end up in the Fenway Bowl or something." Um, yep. so that's, that's funny to read, but, uh, but honestly, I've had the same thoughts myself watching him down the stretch here. I'm like, oh, this is almost like the worst case scenario that he missed a couple games and now they're on fire and, uh, just, oh man, it's, uh, but let's try and let's try and enjoy it and worry about that after the season. Yeah. And the offense, I think is going to face one of the more intriguing defenders. I, I think Boston College has faced all year. Jermaine Johnson, uh, defensive oh, end. Go ahead. 
you can talk about it if you like. <laughs> oh, I mean, they, the guy's just just a beast. Like I, especially early in the year, I you know I read like the Phil Steele and stuff in the summer, and then like I kind of forget about the two hundred pages of things I read about, and um, I just try and watch the games and see who jumps out. And that guy, like I don't know, he might if, if I can put in a category of guys that jump out of the screen at me this year like he's probably been like the top two or three um that guy is just a monster and uh obviously a future high nfl draft pick and uh good tests for uh the the tackles on the bco line i know sometimes they mix it up where he lines up and uh and we'll see what we'll see what happens yeah Um, it's gonna be some interesting battles up there you know whether Vrabel and um Petrula can handle that if they're doubling them up with, you know, some of the guards. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 if I, I, I don't like to be negative, but I haven't, I haven't really seen enough from Vrabel's year to tell me that he's going to be able to handle Johnson one on one. And if yep. he does, might be a problem. Um, just being honest. Yeah. Like you said, there's, uh, if, if he's lining up um, uh, on Vrabel's side, I, I think you're going to need to, you're going to need to see some help from someone because he, he can't handle him one-on-one. So a special uh, announcement for our podcast. I'm going to have a, an extra episode dropping uh, tonight. That's uh, my crossover with Florida state. It's more me answering Florida state questions. So I didn't want to give you that as my preview, but it was interesting. He, the, the host of the Florida locked on Florida state said his prediction was that BC would score 17 points. And I laughed. I huh? said, there's no way that BC is going to be held to 17 points. Let's give some predictions here, Eric. How how do you think BC's offense is going to do, and what is your prediction for this game? Well, I mean, Johnson's obviously going to be an issue, but I, I, I mean, it's not like Florida. This isn't like the 1990s and early 2000 version of the Florida State defense here. I mean, he's a he's a good player, but um, Florida State is, you know, middle in the pack. Whether you talk about scoring defense total defense like teams have figured out florida state like they're they're giving up 27 points a game so i'm like thinking the bc offense is not gonna get you know four touchdowns against them i think is pretty foolish i i think bc scores uh minimum 28 points in this game um probably gonna need i'm thinking high 30s low 40s to win i i'm like you i think it's gonna be a shootout so um, that, that's what I, the BC offense got to replicate what they did last week against Georgia tech. And I think they can, I, I think, I think the Florida state defense has better athletes and some better players than Georgia tech's defense. But honestly, the stats don't lie at this part point in the season and Florida state's defense has not put up much better stats than the Georgia tech one. So and I had to laugh too, and I got into it with him when he told me that Miami's offense was better than BC's. I was like, um, what? <laughs> no. I'm like, no, Tyler oh, Van Dyke no. is not better than, uh, he's having a great start and he could be very good, but he's not better than Phil Jacobic. Um, not right, no way. And so I had BC, I, I have them, just like you said. I think I, I, I went with, and I'm gonna adjust a little bit. I think B, they'll score more points, but I, I'm gonna go with BC winning 38-28. Um, so again, a lot of points. I think BC's offense will be able to do that. Now in a moment, Eric and I are going to go over some of the big games in the ACC. We'll, t- we'll get you your betting picks in, give you all the goodies there. This episode is Lock- of Locked On Boston College is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. 
McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and families can come to connect. I love McDonald's. It's a uh, usually a monthly treat where I get a sausage egg McMuffin. Uh, my son loves the Happy Meals. It's always a fun thing for him to get and see what he gets. And, you know, he's a, he's a big fry guy himself. Now, head on over to McDonald's. You can get defend, dependable Wi-Fi. It's a good place to meet up. Head over to McDonald's to refuel and connect. But up, 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 up. I'm loving it. All right, Eric. ACC big big game this weekend for the ACC has to be Clemson and Wake Forest. You know, Clemson seems to be coming on a little bit here near the end of the season, and their defense has always been their bread and butter uh, to get through some of these tougher games. Can they slow down Sam Hartman? Um, you're right; they are playing better. Um, but I mean, nobody's slowed down Wake Forest uh, this whole year, even. Even NC State defense, which is, I think, a tier below Clemson, but they put up 48, uh, excuse me, 45 last week against NC State. So, no, I don't think they, the Clemson D slows them down that much. I think they still get in the high 20s, and I don't think the Clemson offense can score in the high 20s. All right, and then some of the other games we're going to skip. Wofford, UNC, who cares? Georgia Tech and Notre Dame, who cares? Virginia at Pittsburgh. I believe Brennan Armstrong is out. We talked about him last week like he was playing, but he clearly missed their game last week. 14 and a half point favorite for Pitt. What are your thoughts on this game? I would I would actually roll with Pitt without Armstrong. Uh, Pitt, Pitt uh, actually the best, best uh, against the spread team in the ACC this year at eight and two, and they average covering their games by seven points. So I, I, I would stay with Pitt. They've been hot. All right, and this is a game that I was talking about with Mitch Wolf. I have a five-way parlay going this week. I have BC covering. I have BC going the over. I also have Syracuse covering against UNC. Uh, sorry, NC State. It's an eleven and a half point favorite. I just get this sense. I know they got dragged by um, Louisville last week, but I get a sense that this could be the Sean Tucker game. That maybe he comes back and has a huge game, at least to keep it close. I think NC State will win but I think it'll be less than by 11 and a half points. Yeah, I think that, I think that's a really good bet. I like that too. Uh, this game falls oddly on the schedule for NC state because it was sandwiched uh, between that big game against wake last week and the finale against North Carolina, of course, their biggest rivals um, and Q's down the stretch here, trying to get to that six wins NC state or home against Pitt. So, you know, they're gunning for that, win number six i love that pick by you all right and finally this game I, it's an eight point favorite now because virginia tech can justin fuente but it's miami with an eight point favorite over virginia tech i, I got a feeling it's hard to bet actually on this one because we, we bet we talked just talked about bc and fsu and i believe the last time bc played fsu at home was the game Hagens was the head coach after they uh let go of um was it jimbo no uh, willie taggart that's uh, right and he had them buzzing. They were a team that was completely out of sorts, and they he, they rallied around him. Now, now Virginia Tech, and I don't know the guy's name, has a uh, interim head coach, and it looks like a guy that like all the the players are behind. Can they maybe catch catch Miami off guard here? Um, that's tough for me because I'm not close to the program. Sometimes with these coaching changes, um, you get the team rallying. They're happy. The coach is gone. I don't, I, I, I've never heard anything, whether the, you know, players hated Fuentes or whatever. Um, and that was such a weird thing. I, I read like they, they have to pay him like this two, two or three million, million dollar buyout. 
Yep. Because they didn't wait until December, which is, I don't know. I guess we'll see what they do, but uh, they better cash in when the, you make moves like that. In any event, though, uh, I'm actually going to roll with Miami in this one because they're just a totally different team in the second half of the year as, as they were in the first half of the year. So I'm going to pick a couple top 25 games. Just go over them really quick. Um, the big game of the week has to be Michigan State and Ohio State. 19-point favorite for Ohio State here. Man, that seems like an easy pick for Michigan State, but Ohio State's playing really good football right now. Yeah, that line smelt to me. That that one jumped out, and I was like, why are they getting so many points? And usually when I say that, I, I don't win those picks. So I'm going to go Ohio State, and I yeah. talk about another uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of a weird move. Mel Tucker got a boatload of money. Um, I know, I know Michigan state's having a good year, but the guy had a losing record um, as a coach prior to the season. Um, and like, I don't know, it seems like he nailed one like transfer recruiting cycle here with some of these guys on the team and, and that's it. So I don't know, I guess they felt like they had to lock him up, but that one surprised me. Yeah, absolutely. And then top 25 game again, Alabama and Arkansas. Alabama is a 20 and a half point favorite. Again, it's a big spread and it's two top 25 teams, but I don't know. I think Alabama is in another world compared to Arkansas. Yeah, I, I had Arkansas, I think again. Oh yeah. I, I took Arkansas a few weeks ago against Georgia thinking like their style of play and stuff could like keep the game close. And they just got their doors blown off and their, their offense couldn't do anything. I mean, nobody can against Georgia, but like they, they were go, like going in reverse. It was crazy. So yeah, I, I can see Alabama laying the wood to Arkansas on this one. All right. And let's head over to the Midwest conference to talk about your boy Didazio. Um, Now, before we preface this pick, if you are not following Eric on Twitter, you need to Eric. I don't know when you do this, but you seem to sit through a lot of Adazio press conferences and cut out some good ones. Um, Sunday morning, it's a nice treat. And this one's going to probably end up at end at like three or four in the morning. So when you wake up and have your nice cup of coffee after uh, Colorado State loses to Hawaii, you can hear Adazio. Um, you, you can hear Adazio complain about, you know, a variety of different things. Or you know, if, if they if they win. You can hear him puff his chest, which you know what one of the two is going to happen. Uh, I mean, it's funny. It's funny either way. I, I it's funny. I actually too. I got there was someone on Twitter that uh, they were like they they said I was obsessed with a Dazio or something, and it it was an interesting take. I hadn't really thought that I was obsessed with a Dazio, but I was like, no, actually, I just find it entertaining to me to to watch him like pretty much use the same excuses he used at BC only at Colorado state. So it, it's funny for me. It's entertaining. I, a lot of BC fans seem to like it. And, and oh, honestly, yeah. I think the reason I like it is because he's such an asshole and he treated so many, so many BC, you know, administration and, and fans. So poorly, he was such, he was such a jerk, like in real life that that's why I like, that's why I guess I, I do like watching him fail and like, like watching him kind of sweat, uh, to the media out in Colorado. Cause he's just, he's just a jerk. He's a very unlikable guy. So it's fun watching him. Lose, that's all. I, I'm right there with you. I mean, as the, you know, he referred to me as that bleeping bleep from BC interruption back in the day. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't have any love loss with him either. So are they going to beat Hawaii? Well, you know, I, I'm actually going to say no, because, um, <laughs> one, one of the clips I didn't take from that press conference, there was just so many to choose from, but, there was a great segment where someone asked him about the game and he went on this rant about 
the, the, the plane trip to Hawaii and how it was going to throw the team all off. And like, it, it was just, although he, he did throw in, like, I do have experience. I took a team to Ireland before, so I do know what I'm doing here, guys. But <laughs> it, it was, it was funny. It was it just like, you know, cause every other coach is like, you know, Hawaii's on the, every other coach say Hawaii's on the schedule, you know, well, we, we, we got to play them. Well, because they know Hawaii sucks and it's not like a big deal that you have to fly nine hours to play a crappy team. But uh, Adazio was, uh, he must've had a three minute like rant talking about that road trip. But in any event, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take Hawaii in this one because I can't take this. All right, Eric, where can people find you on Twitter? For all my uh, great college football and college basketball is heating up now as well. Uh, E.J. Hofsis. My last name is spelled H-O-F-F-S-E-S on Twitter. And then for my uh, barbecue business, Hoffa BBQ on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, E.J. All right. And in a moment, we'll be back to preview all the games that are happening this weekend in basketball and hockey. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for the basketball and football action season. Bet Online has all of the Boston College action that you want over this weekend, including basketball. I told you all, all along, I've been going on the under. Maybe not against Utah, but we'll have to see what happens. A two point spread for BC against Florida State. I got to go with BC on that, and I'm going to go with the over of 52. Check all of the odds out at Bet Online. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to make your favorite bets on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, man, if you know me, you know I am a fan of the Built Bar. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 100% covered in chocolate, and it is delicious. I just had a coconut one on my way home from work today. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, hard to choke down. you got to have a big glass of water to get some of those to go down. Not a Bilt Bar. They are soft, covered in 100% chocolate, and when you bite into it, you will taste the difference. And what I love about Bilt Bar are the flavors. There's so many good flavors, you got to try them all. Whether it's raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. And right now I saw a limited edition blueberry muffin, which I tried, and it is good. Head on over to BiltBar.com today and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll receive 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. This is AJ Black, Locked On Boston College here. We already gave you all of our previews of the Boston College football team. I want to recommend, if, you're not, if you've not done so already, make sure to bookmark BC Bulletin, where I'll have even more coverage of the football game, including my in-depth previews and predictions, including my, of course, beer of the game. If you want to see what game, beer I am picking for Saturday's game, you can check that all out at BC Bulletin. Now, this weekend is a big weekend for BC Sports. You know, every team, it seems, has a big uh, marquee matchup, starting with the men's basketball team, who will be facing off with Utah. Utah is uh, obviously out of the Pac-12. They have a new head coach in Craig Smith, not that Craig Smith, and this is part of the Sunshine Slam. Now, BC wins. They're going to face the winner of Tulsa and URI. God, I don't let them play URI again on... um, the 21st. So there's two games this weekend. Um, my predictions, I think they're going to probably lose to Utah. 
and I think they'll beat Tulsa. That's my predictions for this weekend. Um, but anything could happen. I like I'd like to see more than anything. I've talked about this at, at length. Some some um, I want to see the team grow, and, and and specifically after that last game, that dud of a game that we just saw. I want to see DeMar Langford grow from that. He needs to get so much more aggressive. You cannot win games with this team, with this roster, with DeMar Langford scoring only a couple points. He's got to be more of a factor. He's the kind of guy that can stop those uh, long offensive skids that they got into. And, and like he's so aggressive, he can get to the hoop. Let's hope he gets a bigger game heading into this one. So there's two basketball games this weekend. On top of that, hockey has a, a two-game series as well against the University of Maine. Now, bas- hockey, if you've not been paying attention, and I don't cover them all that much because it's so much, and football is king right now, they are 6-5. and five. They are not playing all that well. Uh, you know, they are 4-3 and three in conference. They need to start playing better, and this is the perfect weekend to do it while they have both games at Chestnut Hill. Now, Maine, they're Maine. They have a new head coach. Unfortunately, their head coach passed away at the end of last season. Um, so they're 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 still trying to find their their momentum. They are one and eight, and so this has to be a series. BC needs to win both games. There's no other way around this. They need to win both games, and so expect BC. This is a perfect opportunity for them to jump ahead, to get into it, and 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 get a big win. So anything less than two wins for BC hockey is not a good sign for this weekend. They need to win both games and they need to get back in the win column and start stringing together some hockey East wins against a main team. That's really struggling. That's going to be where you start now this weekend as well. Women's basketball, they're going to play Providence. They need to also get back. It feels like everyone's losing right now. They need to get back in the winning column as well. That's going to be a good game. That is on Saturday in Providence at one o'clock. Maybe you can flip between that and the um, BC Florida state game and women's hockey also has a game this weekend and they are playing Holy Cross and BU. So big game for them on Sunday against BU. The women's team, if you have not been paying attention, is 7-4 and four of 5-3 and three in conference. So big games all around for BC Hockey and BC Basketball this weekend. Check all those games out. And we'll have coverage as on most of them on bcbulletin.com. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back on Monday with Mitch Wolf to talk about the game on Saturday. Hopefully another win. Maybe we'll get win number 7. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. You can follow the site at BC Bulletin, and you can find the Twitter feed for us at Locked On BC. Make sure you like and subscribe to Locked On BC wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to like us on YouTube. Thank you all, and have a tremendous weekend. See you all again soon. Take care.